Listening to the Mike North Advantage, and it begins right now. That's right, the Mike North Advantage starts right now. I am Aldo Gandia, Mike's wingman, and there he is in living color, everybody. Mike North, how are you, my friend? It's been too long, my friend. It's been too long. Happy uh, congratulations, Grandpa. Uh, I understand you have uh, a new addition to the family, so that's absolutely uh, great, and we'll let you talk about uh, the little dumpling in a minute. Also, your mom is not doing well, so you're going through a roller coaster right now of emotions. Uh, so I just want to say that hope everything works out. Uh, but you know how life is, Eldo. Sometimes, you know what? Uh, you hear about people that are moving on, and then you hear about new ones that are coming in. So it's a change. But hopefully uh, your mom, uh, things work out for her. But in the meantime, you have a grand. A grand, uh, is it daughter? It's a grandson. His name is right. Jack. I should have known by the chin. I should have <laughs> known by the chin from the picture you sent me. <laughs> what, the, what is Jackson the name? Jackson Ray. J-A-X-O-N. And then she, uh, my daughter adopted my middle name, Ray. And so it's Jackson Ray Witt. And she is very, very happy that the kid is adorable. Sleeps all day and sleeps all night, too. How about that for a good kid? Well, that's sort of like me now, but that's beside the point. You know, I mean, we come in sleeping, we go out sleeping. What can I tell you? But congratulations, and also hope that your your mom feels better. Can say congratulations to Donna and the whole Gandia family, my friend. Thank uh, you, brother. Thank you. It's wonderful. Much. It's wonderful. But what isn't wonderful is I've been away too long. Oh, yeah. I've been away too long, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to set some people straight. Uh and a lot of different things that are going on. And uh, the nonsense I'm hearing coming out of bear camp and the nonsense I'm hearing about people that uh, is coming out of Pittsburgh camp. And, you know, it's just it's just I had to get on soon. Now, we're going to be doing we're going to have a uh, uh, a little meeting afterwards. We're going to decide how how we're going to be on, how long we're going to be on, what day we're going to be on. But it's good we're doing this today because I just want to refresh everybody's memory. Okay, mm-hmm. that I'm the only guy that stood up for Mitch Trubisky. Okay, and I will continue to be the only guy for some reason that everybody else thinks that he's going to be once again a bum. He's proven everybody wrong every time. And then I hear nonsense like Adam Schefter saying, Well, you know what? I talk to people. Yeah, you talk to imaginary people sometimes. <laughs> Okay, and my sources tell me that's some more imaginary people. Sometimes you have yet. I'm waiting for the first anniversary of you to name somebody that actually by name that actually told you something. But here's what I'm I'm hearing. I'm hearing that if Mitch Trubisky stumbles mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. once, can you imagine how many times Adam Schefter stumbled various oh. parts of his career? And was oh. given opportunities and the times that he may have been wrong that people know about. And there's been times he's been right. Mm-hmm. The one stumble. And he's smirking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been against Trubisky for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call some people out today and reaffirm my position okay. on Mitch Trubisky. Okay? Then we'll get to the Bears. Because all I ever heard... And don't try to BS me, because I've been doing this for 30 years. By the way, folks, 70 years old coming up September 10th. Holy yes. moly, baby! Yes! yes. And I was, I was told today on Twitter, 
Mm-hmm. I'm at the tail end of my career. I was told that in 92 when I started. <laughs> you got six months. You got eight months. Then it went to, you got three years. You got five years. You got 10 years. So I was told that. I've been told that. Uh, go back and sell hot dogs. I didn't know which career he was talking about. I didn't know if he was talking about my career as a hot dog uh, owner, shop owner. Uh, of, 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 of 16 years, or if he was talking about my broadcasting career of 30 years, or my working for the city. for fi- I didn't know which career he was talking about. <laughs> but if I'm, you know what I'm saying? So I'm hearing all this nonsense. So today I'm going to just tell everybody who I'm aiming at. That's the kind of guy I am. I let people know where I'm coming from. Okay. I heard today, oh, Trubisky, you know, could be a problem and this and that. And, you know, at Pittsburgh and they won't get seven. Okay. Now, I understand that a lot of uh, big time guys mm-hmm. that do podcasts or hear, know that they're involved in a podcast, somebody talked about, they speed through them. Well, I'll start off right, so from the beginning. Okay. This is my first guy. Okay. My oh, guy, Paulie Howard. Okay. okay. Now, they have a show on every single morning here in Chicago, okay, from 6 to 8. Um, and then Marquis goes to the Cubs mm-hmm. for the last – I go to 6 – I only see him off season. So I see him, and I'm walking the dog on Tuesdays and Thursdays and other things. So I see him about an hour and a half each, mm-hmm. each day for two days. I don't see him on Friday. I'm working at ESPN 1000. We got other things going on. So I hear them bring up people, and I hear that they're doubting Trubisky. Although Paulie, who does, these guys are tremendous. They save morning TV for me. There's nothing else on in the morning worth a damn. So I respect these guys. But they seem to be, and I was on with them a couple times, anti-Trubisky. Okay. And here's what I'm going to tell them. You don't have to bring me up. You don't have to do anything. But I will bring you up every single chance I get. If mm-hmm. Trubisky is good or bad, I'll take a shot at myself. But I'm not abandoning a guy, the only winning quarterback the Bears have had in the last five, six years. I'm not abandoning him now that he's going to a better team. Mm-hmm. That will never happen. I think the seven and a half over under is out of line. I think mm-hmm. it should be uh, uh, over. Okay, you should take the over on that. I see that the uh, odds for them are very high not even to not even win the division. Mm-hmm. You know, 40 to 1, whatever. You just bet it. And then get rid of it on prop swap. Mm-hmm. But the nonsense that Mitch Trubisky um, is only going to win seven games, we'll see. And Pickett, I'm hearing some good things from him out of camp. And then you got Rudolph. Is it possible the Steelers have three better quarterbacks and the Bears have one? No. I mean, I'm just being honest. <laughs> well, you're saying no. You're saying no off of no basis whatsoever. Last year, Fields was a debacle. And this year, hopefully he'll be better. And here's where I get the Fields. Oh, I didn't name the other guys. Yeah, you got to name the other guys. Dynasty. Paulie Dynasty. Howard. Okay, we got Paulie. Don't tell me I never put effort into this, this yeah. show. <laughs> right, so Mitch, nice. Moss. Mitch, Mitch Moss. Mitch Moss. No He's on in the morning with Paulie Howard. Okay. Okay. I'm Vissen. Here's my guy, Mike Lombardi. Mm-hmm. He does a show with David Ross, Dave Ross on v- Vissen. He had me on last year. He okay. told me he wouldn't take Trubisky with a discount. <laughs> About two weeks later, the Steelers took Trubisky with a discount. <laughs> But I respect the guy because he's been an NFL guy. He's been involved in a Super Bowl situations. So I respect him. In fact, this is a challenge for me to go up against such an astute observer of the National Football League who's been involved with some pretty good teams. He also said that Sam Darnold was better than Trubisky, who will now be watching Baker Mayfield go to work. Okay? So, Mike Lombardi, I'll be calling you out or I'll be calling myself out. <laughs> okay, here's my other one. Anybody over the whole station? I believe somebody told me it's the whole station. Okay, uh-huh. so they'll be called out. <laughs> I love this. 
told this segment cost me about three fifty. And I'm okay. <laughs> My guys. Oh, Carmen. Carmen, prop swap AM one thousand. Carmen, who told me last year. You know what? I go, Trubisky's not that big. He goes, I'm just tired of him. Okay. Okay. So people were tired of him. People got beat down by him. Mm -hmm. I'm not done. Eldo's having the time of his life. I am. <laughs> You're all going down. You're all going to burn in hell. I'll make Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday look like a walk in the park. Okay? You're all going down. Not done. Oh, here's the best one of all. Here's the best one of all. <laughs> Everybody wanted this. Everybody. I, I was alone. You know, somebody said, you ever been alone on an island? I go, all the time. All the time I'm alone on an island. So here's what I'm going to tell everybody. It's going to be fun. But here's what I want everybody to do with this debate. And I think Aldo can agree with me on this. Okay. Let's have fun with it. Let's have a good time. I'm not going to get, hey, Paulie Howard, you suck because you thought Trubisky, or Paulie's not going to fire back. It's two, three, four, a bunch of people who have helped make my career, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. who I disagree with. We don't have to pull out, oh, you know what, your 15 minutes are up, or, you know, then I have to go to him, well, send me your resume. You know what I mean? And we mm -hmm. start making fun of each other. That's not the point. Who's going to be right? Of course, I remember when I was right about Cutler, but nobody will tell you that because I was the only guy that didn't want him signed. I was alone again. I didn't want Wanstead alone. I didn't want Ditka fired. Most of the fan base said, you know what, we're with you. And they disagreed with the Bears. That turned out to be a debacle. Right. So I'm comfortable thinking that the Bears got rid of, I mean, I'm reading this Mike Mart stuff today. If you play Greg Olson, I won't call a play for him or I'll make him inactive. How, how the hell dare you? How do you let a football team offensive coordinator say something like that? But this is the type of situation that Justin Fields is going to deal with, mm. that Mitch had to deal with, that even Cutler had to deal with, and everybody in between. It's a bad organization. But the nonsense, Aldo. Almost running out of breath there for a minute. <laughs> the nonsense that the Bears have the worst are gonna have the worst offense in the National Football League. I'll challenge that right now. I'll challenge anybody right now. I'll put 10 grand down that they don't finish last in offense. Anybody. You open your mouth. But when it costs you money, you'll shut your mouth because the NFL media is probably the most cowardly media of them all. Hmm. Think about it. They never say when they're wrong. I mean, I got to still. I mean, I'm looking today. And I decide to look because they always brag about Peter King. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Peter King. Peter King. I decided to look up some comments on him because he's an NFL swamp writer. He's a guy. He's a guy that if the McCaskies, if he's in town, they'll invite him over for Thanksgiving dinner mm -hmm. and have him sit next to Virginia before the kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. wow. And all I see is him on TV. He's Chuck Grassley. Okay. That's who Peter King is. He's Chuck Grant. Does anybody? Oh, I'll go the other way. He's Nancy Pelosi. Their lifetime. You know what I mean? He's that. Who's the speaker of the? I mean, who's the one from the Republican Party? The one that runs everything. The guy doesn't do anything. Mitch, Mitch McConnell. McConnell. Yeah. He's Mitch McConnell. Peter King is Mitch McConnell. I mean, I read the nonsense, okay, and I see this. And by the way, he's written a lot of good things, too. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, he's around for a long time because he also writes good about the organizations, which is fine to do. He's a product of Ohio University. So at least he didn't go to Northwestern or Syracuse. Okay? And he's had a hell of a career. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I give him all the credit in the world. Okay? But listen to this. This is something 
Bears quarterback Justin Fields impresses Peter King at training camp. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm reading. How Bears quarterback Justin Fields has impressed Peter King at training camp. But then he comes back. Peter King feels Justin Fields needs to work most on his anticipation throws. Well, you know, so he writes around the middle, but he's a big proponent of whatever the Bears do. Uh, But then I go to Trubisky with Peter King. Okay? This is after. This is dated. Okay? Let me see where this is dated from. Because it says here, Peter King, oh, recently, okay, March 15th, 2022, Okay, Peter King, I think the Steelers did the smart thing. I just still have no idea if Mitch Trubisky is really any good. Where you been for four years? 29 and 21, highest bear rated quarterback of all time, as far as percentage throws. Uh, Two playoff appearances in four years. Okay, now he's the starter of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where you been? Because you've been writing negatively about him, and you you think Justin Fields has an arrow going up, and Trubisky's arrow still going down. Mm-hmm. That's not right. He's got a record that tells me differently. I've been in following the NFL for 60 years. I'll debate Peter King on Mitch Trubisky any day of the week, any day of the week. He won't be calling me because I've been on with him before. When I was at the uh, when I was uh, doing the shows every day, right, right, and I always knew, I always knew in my heart of hearts, okay, that he swamp. Period. End of story. And it's nothing against him. I, he's had a fabulous career, but you can't say Fields arrows pointing up after what I've heard about him in camp, which has been a little bit of both. While Trubisky's doing a good job in camp, and Pickett and the rest of the guys, I give them full, all of them full credit. And and maybe it's because of Justin's uh, surroundings. But I would say this. I want Green Bay to tell me who they got better on their skill positions since Devontae Adams left. There's only one place we got – there's only one place we don't have them better at. Mm-hmm. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. You got a, a tight end better than Cole Komet? You got a running back better than Montgomery? You got a receiver maybe now that Devontae Adams is gone better than Mooney? Bring him on. No. <laughs> Bring him on. But you have Aaron Rodgers. And don't try to tell me Detroit's got better skill position players than the Bears. This is all propaganda. Detroit's a popular pick right now like they've been for the last 10 years. But show me. Show me their skill position players that are as good as the Bears. And, and 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 the Bears are wrong. I agree with Colin Coward. I mean, Rokon Smith finally woke up. I'm glad he woke up. Because it tells you where the Bears are. They've never learned. And he was right about this. You don't invest 20 million bucks on an inside linebacker. Period. End of story. So I got everything out of the way that I've held inside of me for about a month and a half. Okay. <laughs> That's says, it's time to eat what do you mean by that <laughs> not kidding I never, if i said to her i'd to her i'd never have another meal but let me ask also say, say this aldo an honor of you okay <laughs> it's your birthday room has been, i'm gonna be celebrating my 70th birthday september 10th. arnold palmer's birthday too yeah nice 45 years of marriage to the to this lady, October first. You should be celebrating her. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, believe me, the forty five years I've really pitched in the last few. It's doing good. Uh, thirty years of broadcasting, but my fifteen minutes is almost up. Uh, sixteen years last week sober. Sixteen years. I got six days. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And coming up five years of the odds couple soon on ESPN 1000. Nice. So Woo! I am extremely blessed, but you got to do it. You got to have your health. You know, there's only a certain amount of us that will be in our 70s, you know, that continue to have that fastball 
that, uh, yeah, 45 years, Tarian. Can't you see the one line here? It starts to go down <laughs> right over to one eye. Uh, starts to go down. But then, then, yeah. But but believe me when I tell you this. Look at the hair. Come on. Got a yeah. haircut for the show and everything. But it's been a wonderful thing. But the bar room has been huge. And I hope that everybody, Aldo and I don't know what they were going to do to show, right? Aldo, not yet. We don't know for the beginning of football season. Mm -hmm. But I got some special things coming up for Aldo and for me. And we're going to have uh, some nice things for this football show. We just don't know if we're going to do it on Sunday, if we're going to do it on Thursday. I'm, I'm like the girl from uh, The Godfather. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday. You know, <laughs> then the car blew up. But that's beside the point. By the way, saw the offer on... Uh, if I, I don't know if I've talked about it here. The Making of the Godfather, nine episodes. Double oh, A. Yeah. Double A. The guy got, got. I'll give one little tidbit. I don't know if I should, but maybe somebody won't see the offer for a while. Okay. The, I always thought the scene where Sonny beats up Carlo. Mm -hmm. Okay. There was some cinematic mistakes. When he's got the garbage can, you can see he misses him with the garbage can, but Carlo goes down. But it's a well choreographed scene except for one problem. What happened was this guy, Carlo, that played Carlo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he was a mob guy. Okay, In fact, me and BB were at a I believe Dennis Miller concert. And Dennis Miller goes, hey, ladies, I guess man, Carlo in the uh, God with us. Let's let's give him a hand, huh? Stand up. The guys, I'm like this. The guy's sitting right next to me. I, 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 I didn't even know it was him. I didn't even recognize him because he looks different. But what I found out from this thing is Talia Shire, when he's hitting her yeah. in the scene in the apartment, right. he bruised her for real. Really? And she comes off the set crying. And she goes to Coppola. What happened? Then she goes to a couple assistants. Well, they have a meeting where it's Coppola and Albert Ruddy, who was the producer, and Sonny. He goes, I want this. And he tells Sonny, James Kahn what happened. Just watch it. I think they did six takes. And they show the guy. He got a beating. Uh, in, in, yeah, they they let him go to work on him. Perfect. Wow. I always wondered why it looked so... In, they didn't do the real ones. Mm -hmm. Okay? It looked real enough as it is. But that's one of the ones... That's a cool movie. Everybody should check it out. I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. There it is. Yeah. Oh, great. Just such yeah. a great movie. The guy that plays Bob Evans is unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's Bob Evans. The yeah. guy that play, I'm a big Bob Evans fan. Huge. Um, uh, and uh it was a, a no-brainer. Gianno Gianni Russo played him. The guy's sitting right next to me. I didn't even know it. Thanks for that, buddy. Thanks, PZ. That's it. You gotta check it out, Eldo. So I'm gonna I tell you. Definitely. I'm a big Godfather fan, and, and, and oh. I love anything that's about movie making. I, I watch just about anything. You like this almost as much as Godfather. I like Godfather 2 better mm -hmm. than Godfather mm -hmm. 1, but you'll mm -hmm. like this as much as the other three. That's nine episodes. So mm -hmm. anyway. Great. I feel, uh, I feel like uh, that's the end of the show. Take care of yourself and bye-bye. No. <laughs> okay, hold on. Before you leave. <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. No, I know, I know. Um, all right, so here's the thing regarding Trubisky. I want to get your take on this because Mike Tomlin, the Steelers head coach, has still not announced a game one starter. And it appears that he's holding the window or door open just a bit to see if Pickett can earn this job. So I'm asking you, how how confident are you that Trubisky is going to take that first snap in game one plus how confident or, or not how confident, but how do you feel about the fact that again, Mitch Trubisky is being handed a bad set of cards where he's got to look over his shoulder all the time. You know what? That's why you're one of the best because you're at least honest about the whole situation. When I heard the other day from Adam Schefter, Mm -hmm. When I heard Adam say, 
that if he makes one mistake and he's grinning, I'm going to myself, are you kidding me? So even if he's 2-0, and they would do the same thing the Bears would do? Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. I believe it will take more than one interception. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin is a winning pedigree Super Bowl coach. Matt Nagy was seen hugging Justin Fields, where Justin Fields basically didn't even want any part of him and basically said, see you later, you know, because mm-hmm. it was a dark point for a bad beginning for him. My deal about Mitch is if he plays the whole season, they'll get the over seven and a half uh, because it's just all the negativity about him over the last five years. I can't fight ESPN. I can't fight the radio stations that I helped make famous, helped form. I can't help the one I work at, except when I'm there, I can give my my two cents and when I have the opportunity, okay? I cannot fight uh, a Peter King. I can't, but what I can do is call them out mm-hmm. and read old clippings. Mm-hmm. I think for a man that's been following football like Peter King, to say a guy with a 29-21 record with twice as many touchdowns as interceptions, and the highest quarterback rating of all time saying he doesn't know if Mitch Trubisky's a good, a, a, a good quarterback or not is, is a fraudulent thing to say in my world. I don't give a damn where. If he's a, we find, I find out about the college graduates. They're, 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 most of them are squares. That's a square take because there's people already saying now, wish the Giants had Trubisky. I'm starting to hear Paulie Howard today in his defense say, you know what? What happens if Trubisky starts doing well? I think people are starting to catch on, in my opinion, that he was good, but he was sabotaged by the Bear organization and Matt Nagy, and Ryan Pace begrudgingly went along with it. But here's where I'm going to say I feel bad for Justin, too. Because I believe if they had even better players around him, he might. he's still 50-50. He could be who? I don't know who he could be. When Who does he remind me of? Nobody right now. Um, but he could be a Kyler Murray type, or he could be a Baker Mayfield type, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he could also be an Andre Ware type, okay? Yeah. So yeah. let's quit pretending that we're set there. And you know what? It was interesting what Aldo said, because Aldo said, well, you know, what happens if because of the competition? He doesn't start. Well, at least there's competition. Justin mm-hmm. Fields was handed the job. Look at his stats from last year and say in any profession, any, where a man would be handed a job with that kind of resume off his first year. You have you to have, have competition. And if you don't have competition and you just hand them the job, it's almost like they want to rid themselves. He's not their guy. And I looked at Trevor Simeon, for instance. He's looked just as good. So I just want to win. That was my whole thing. I didn't care if you were talking about Cutler or and McCown. I always wanted McCown that one year to keep starting. Cutler came back. We didn't make the playoffs. I, you know, you got to quit. The Bears got to quit looking at. Um, they got to quit looking at status in the draft. They got to quit looking at how much money somebody makes. Um. I just found it odd that two guys that didn't draft Justin Fields decide not to have any competition. Because I know Trevor Simeon can play, but not that good. But mm-hmm. that's the same way it is for a lot of quarterbacks in the league. I mean, I'm looking at San Francisco. They're starting to say Trey Lance ain't, ain't, might not be all that. How do you crap on Garoppolo? Who took you to the Super Bowl? Who took you to the Final Four last year? How do you crap on him? And in the meantime, you know, praise others that haven't done half. It's just crazy. It really is. So Matthew, we'll see what happens. I hope Justin does well, but he was handed a bad set of keys to the first car. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Matthew Fortizi says, first-round quarterbacks normally get handed jobs, and I agree with that. I mean, even Mitch Trubisky, when he's with the Bears, they didn't really – they brought in veteran quarterbacks to help tutor him, not to really compete with them until – uh, Nagy felt that his job was on the line, and then he brought in Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, of all people, to uh, compete with Mitchell Trubisky. You so- know what Nagy's mistake was? He had a mm-hmm. quarterback that was 25 and 13 with him, regardless of how good the defense is. <laughs> how, do you do, how do you have a competition? But I got to hear about no competition for fields. 
He had a 25 and 13 quarterback that did has never thrown a pick six. <laughs> has six touchdowns in the game. He didn't, he wasn't happy with them. And you know what convinced me? I was going to bring this up earlier and I got sidetracked, which has happened to me often. I remember Nick Foles arguing on the sidelines with Nagy. Mm-hmm. I know now. Because I remember Yurko telling me, John Yurkovich, he knows as much about football as anybody, saying, watch the tape with Foles, Mike. He'll kick ass. Watch the tape. But then when I saw Foles arguing with Nagy, it was almost like, let me play my game. And Nagy never let these guys play their game. Mm-hmm. Yet the only guy that came out a winner was Mitch Trubisky. And you had a quarterback that was 25 and 13, and you decide to have a competition, and you're out of work and getting coffee for Andy Reid now. So mm-hmm. you, deserve what, you deserve what happened to you, period. Yep. It's a good point. And Jeff Gross says, thank you, Mike. I hope Mitch gets a legit chance. But again, he's starting behind the eight ball. The oh, they hate him. Hates Trubisky. They hate him. I, I have never seen such a nice kid get crapped on, man, ever. And all his teammates, the Bear teammates loved him. The Steelers swear by him. And by the way, it's 99% he's starting the first game unless he gets hurt. I'll, I'll say that right now. You don't do it the other way, dummies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you don't do it that way. You don't take the first-year guy, and if he craps the bet his first three games, go to the guy that was supposed to be your guy. Are we going to make this? The Steelers don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin is pedigree. Okay? Nagy cleans the birdcage out in Andy Reid's office. Okay? <laughs> and he doesn't even have a bird. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? I'm like I'm like Joe. There's nobody there. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank oh, you. That is great. All right, I want to share something with you here. Uh, in terms of odds for uh, winning the MVP vote, uh, so Vegas Insider has Josh Allen at plus six fifty, Patrick Mahomes at seven plus seven fifty, Brady at plus eight hundred, Rogers at plus eighty five. Uh, Justin Herbert, 900, Burrow, 1,200, Prescott, 1,300, Stafford, 1,400. The first running back on the board at 5,000, and then we get to the first receiver, Cooper Cup at 5,000, back to the quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa at 5,000, and then Mitch Trubisky at plus 6,000, and then it's not until we get to plus 8,000 that we see Justin Fields' name. Do you think that these odds are uh, – well, do you like any number? If you say, hey, Aldo, you got an extra $100, bet on these guys or, or this guy. Listen, you take Mitch at 6000 then you buy it from PropSwap, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Luke Pergandi has already explained, there's 32 quarterbacks in the league, and mm-hmm. you're getting him at 60-1 to 1 on a pretty good football team. Yeah. Let's say the Steelers start out at 5-1. Five five and one. Let's say they start out hot. You can either keep that ticket or somebody will be happy to buy it from you for more money than you purchased it for. You'll make a profit. No. <laughs> You'll make a profit off of what you sold it for. And then if you want to bet Mitch again, his his odds then would have lowered if they're five and one or four and two. They might go down to 30 to one. Then you buy him at that. But, uh-huh. but if I buy Justin Fields, you can buy Justin Fields for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Take a flyer on it. I saw... I, I did a, and by the way, folks, if you want me to MC anything, just send me a direct message because I found out there's some pretty good money in it. I uh, MC'd the NFL, uh, an NFL Hall of Fame dinner mm-hmm. uh, nice. at the Barrington Country Club uh, with my good friend David Spada was up there, a bunch of people. Cool. And uh, it was for orphanages in Mexico to help fund them. And I ran into Doug Plank mm-hmm. and into... Jimbo Covert. Yeah. Jimbo, uh, Robert Brazil. And the thing they like is that I know the history of all of them, especially the uh, the black colleges. Robert Brazil came up. All these guys, Al Harris. Man, you know, you know I played with Walter Payton. Robert, I go, of course I know at Jackson State you played with Walter Payton. And then Al Harris came up and thanked me for knowing 
Well, well, that's what they liked about me. They asked me back for a second year. When they do that, I had to raise the price a little bit, although that's only common, you know. Absolutely. But they've had people like they've had people like Larry King and Bob Costas. They haven't been asked back. I was honored to be asked back by this great organization. But Al Harris said to me, he said, Mike, the Bears are going to win more than six and a half games. Ooh, he said, yeah. they're going to win more than six and a half games. Did you see their schedule? And I've said the same thing. Mm-hmm. He says they got a new coaching staff. They're putting their eggs, and this is where he agrees with uh, with Fields. Look, you might as well find out, okay? Mm-hmm. And he said that he thinks that the Bears will win more than six and a half games. And if you look at the Bears' schedule, that's a it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to see that that could happen. But what we're going to need is short field. We're going to need some turnovers when the Bears have a good year, or even a halfway decent year. They get turnovers, and if they don't, we get killed. Okay, I don't believe, and, and I'm I'm with you on not believing that. Or I don't know if you're with me. I don't believe the Bears' skill position players are the worst in football. That's mine, my opinion. ESPN has the Bears ranked thirty third. Sorry, good stuff. Be- yeah, besides <laughs> North behind Northwestern, I guess. <laughs> you know what they actually do the, the, the media in this country lies about everything I, I don't care what side you're on mm-hmm. they lie about things and that's football too the, the, there's been a swamp in NFL football made up of uh, guys uh, for years that have uh, you know websites that jump around you got guys like Collinsworth now involved and Mike Florio and guys mm-hmm. like that they don't, they don't want to debate me Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't want to debate me because I know everything. I saw I saw all these guys play. I yeah, see nonsense. Yeah. I see nonsense that this guy's the best defender of all time. I saw him play. He isn't. Or this guy's the best offensive player. No. You know, I see J- Jerry Rice, who's seventh in so getting be the best player that ever. Just like that. I'm confident. I w- if I take the Bears and the Steelers over, both of them, mm-hmm. I'll be – the worst happens is even. The worst. One of them's going to go over. I think there's a chance both of them go over. All right. We've got a challenger here, uh, CBP Film. Uh, FN Mike North, I will debate you anytime your knowledge is – What's FK mean? FK? What's FK mean? I think it's a dirty word. Well, screw him. I'm not going to debate him. He's got no class. Look how he starts off with. I might have debated him, but he loses right now. The knowledge you're lacking is the knowledge of trying to get in the door. That's why you got to go by a different name. You don't go by your real name. You could have gotten in the door with me and you decide right off the bat how stupid you really are. So that's out. I think he just lost the debate right there. (laughs) He lost the debate. You're done. That's how you start things out. You you want me to debate you? You lose. You lost already. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know what, what you think? You, you think you're telling me? I'm, I was on street corners before the, they were cement. Don't try me. <laughs> you know we have a uh, debate show here at the Barroom Network Thursdays at 8:30 p.m. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to come on and right. uh, and and debate the, the person of your choice. The challenge for you, Mike, though, is yeah, the person be- of choice. <laughs> Who would you who would you like to debate? Yeah, first first and foremost. Well, I've debated I've debated I've debated every guy, and sometimes mm-hmm. when you debate on somebody else's shows, you never get back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the bottom line. Uh, you won't see me as a regular on any shows because if you tell me right off the bat, like uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky isn't that good, I'll tell you ten reasons he is, and then you're you got your hand your your hands on your balls, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're saying, and then you tell the producer, I don't want him on anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we are. We're gonna. I'm gonna uh, reach out to you sometime. In the I don't want season. no script. No, no script. What no. we do, what we do on the show, and we, we'd be, I'd be happy to change the format. But I ask four questions, and each of the debaters has sixty seconds to respond, and then oh, that's oh, easy. Yeah, I it for you. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Just like, just like Stephen A. Smith. Okay, they mm-hmm. have a script. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. He has a chance with me. A chance mm-hmm. with the script. Mm-hmm. Without the script, he'll be looking up at the lights. Period. <laughs> That's it. One, two. There's only one guy that would give me a tussle on that show. Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Oh, he's good. But if yeah. you don't tell Mad Dog 
and me what what's on the script, then it's an even fight. I'll give him that. I'll give Mad Dog that. It's an even fight. But you know, I for instance last week I heard him say that Watson got. Uh, uh, they did what they had to do. The 11 games was fair. That's that's basically what he said. I would have knocked him out on that one. That would have been gone. He would have been gone. Um, but but see, that's there's reasons certain people don't get on those shows because uh, yeah, Mad Dog's great. Mad Dog's an, an original. He's the only guy, and the show's better because of him. I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Um, all right, I I want to turn our attention to baseball because yes. Tony La Russa uh, is an enigma. Uh, I think maybe that's the best way to describe him. Hall of Fame manager comes to the Chicago White Sox for the second time with incredible credentials. His good buddy Jerry Reinsdorf offers him a chance. It's more redemption for Jerry Reinsdorf because Reinsdorf was always guilty that he allowed Hawk Harrelson to fire him. And he comes back. There's a lot of promise, a lot of doubters, too, about LaRusso, whether at his age he could take the team to the promised land, so to speak. How do you feel now about Tony, at, given the season and a half plus uh, that he's been manager of the White Sox? I think I'm very disappointed in him for a lot of reasons this year. Last year, I was very thrilled for him. This year, I wanted him back. I'm disappointed because of his uh, lack of discipline on his baseball team, mm. the lack of hustle on his baseball team. Mm. Uh, I'm disappointed because of his moves, the one and two counts, just giving the guy a base. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like he's scared by stats. Uh, I'm disappointed in him because he's not pushing his players to play. Okay. I think there's too much of a convenient out now. Um, Eloy misses again. You can't be that soft and be that big. I mean, he played 110 pound uh, games in his uh, previous two years, and he's just he's just a mess to me. I don't have I don't like the fact they wear different color shoes. I think every team should wear a uniform. If you think that's not fine, try getting a job at Disney World and wear a Knott's Berry Farm shirt. You'll be fired in a day. <laughs> Try, try getting the job with United Airlines and come in a plaid shirt as the pilot. You'll be fired. There's a uniform. No yellow spikes, Mancata. You stink. You should be a. In fact, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't be allowed to wear spikes until you're 250. You play in your bare feet. He's got a bunch. Of, listen, listen. Here's another thing. And Eldo knows this. I'm glad I'm talking to a man that is Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> you have three Spanish-speaking coaches on that team out of 12 guys. Mm -hmm. The two of them are from Venezuela. Mm -hmm. The other guy's Tony La Russa from Tampa. How do you not have a Cuban coach when 20% of your roster is Cuban? When a couple, they're in love with these Cuban ballplayers, and I'll be honest with you, outside of Abreu, I'm nonplussed by him. Because they, they can't play with any discomfort. They got the big money. It's hard to come from a place like that. And is baseball all that good that every guy that we draft is almost every top player comes in and looks good in the minor leagues like this kid Cola. But yeah. then they get up to the majors and they're just average. So I'm watching and I'm seeing a, a, just a sour puss on Mancata. Okay. Uh I didn't say Cuban manager. I said a Cuban coach. Okay. See, that's not what I said. Okay. But I just don't believe that there's not a Cuban coach on the team because those guys are from an island. They're young guys. It would be nice to have a 50-year-old mentor. Okay. Now, I looked up. Who could they be? Jose Contreras runs the minor league operations. Mm -hmm. Eldo's going, I can't believe that you give this guy a couple days, he's on fire. <laughs> Jose, but you don't want Jose Contreras. You know why? He's a Reinsdorf Bobo. Oh, and he'll go back. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to tell Miguel Cairo anything, who's one of LaRusse's coaches, or the bullpen coach, who's okay. You don't want to do that because you know what Miguel Cairo will do? He'll go tell LaRusse. Mm -hmm. You need a Cuban coach on that team next year. I think it would be a tremendous help to these young ball players 
okay? I don't know if that's even been broached. I know I broached it on the odds couple. Carmen seemed to say that would not be a bad idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like having a team from Humble Park, and you got everybody from uh, Edison Park. You got coaches from Edison Park coaching the team from Humble Park. It don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Aldo knows exactly what I'm talking about. You got a team from Deerfield, and you're bringing the coaches from the Jackie Robinson All-Stars to coach them. You need you need something in common from at least – that's why the NBA, when I coached in high school, I was the player's coach. Mm-hmm. I kept things to myself unless there was a serious problem. I fixed it. That's what a mentor can do, period. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you. You know, a lot of people think that, if oh, they got Latino coaches already. That, no. yeah, Really different. Uh, well, what do you know? Now you're from Puerto Rico, right? Or, or your parents, or your mom, and everybody. okay. I went to Puerto Rico. I do know this: if I go to Venezuela, I'll have a different experience. That's just Absolutely. me. One hundred percent. I don't care if you speak Spanish. You got to know that there's a guy there that after a tough old for four, a mancada can go. Man, I wish. I wish I could be. Oh, you're doing okay. Yeah, I was just thinking about my mother. She lives in this, a certain town in Cuba. Then nobody else would know except the mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's all I'm talking about. The Jefferson. <laughs> now we're gonna get coaches. <laughs> yeah, the Jefferson Park coaches in Douglas Park, or the Washington, the Washington Park coaches coaching in in uh, uh, Skokie. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> just get me. One Cuban <laughs> coach, please, that knows where to go. Maybe a guy. I remember Cuban coaches, Cuban ball players before these guys know all the spots to go for food, know everything else, you know? So that's all I'm telling you. Are the White Sox going to make the playoffs? Doesn't look good. I got to be honest. I'm disappointed in La Russa. I'm disappointed in the players. I'm disappointed in Kenny Williams. I had to listen, as Eldo knows, this is why if we bring back everything I was right about, Eldo's going to be working for three months. I told them not to take Grandel right here on this show. We were on the air the day it happened. Eldo, I said to Eldo, don't ever forget this moment. We're paying more money for Grandel than any White Sox player in history, and we have an all-star catcher. Mm -hmm. We didn't need him, and we wasted our money on him. Even last year, when he went 2-4-14 for 14 in the playoffs, he's never been the player that has been advertised. He was supposed to be the number one catcher on three teams. And they got rid of the first two, Milwaukee, the Dodgers, now the Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not good. That was a bad investment. I think Rodon was a mistake. I didn't have. A, I didn't say it's a mistake at the time, so I'm not going to say I didn't. I was nonplussed by it, but now I'm watching them strike out 10, 12 guys for the Giants. Mm-hmm. So that was a bad decision. So we got some. We made some mistakes front office wise. The manager now. You asked me about Tony Larusa. If they got rid of him tomorrow, I would have no defense for the guy this year. He's let the players dictate him. It's like he almost wants to be like woke. He doesn't want to bother anybody he wants them to do whatever they want to do it's crazy man it's crazy is kenny williams stealing money oh what does he do <laughs> I don't know. he's in charge anybody that thinks rick Hahn can make any moves without the approval of kenny williams then doesn't know the reinsdorf way i should write a book the reinsdorf way here's how it works bulls socks reinsdorf bulls back in the day paxson kenny williams or mm. ak Okay, and then Gar Foreman back in the day, I don't even know who's third in charge now. And with the White Sox, you have Reinsdorf, Kenny Williams, and and Rick Hahn, period. And Rick Hahn couldn't make a move to pick up a guy on waivers for 10 bucks without the approval of Kenny Williams, period. He's the executive vice. He's got the same title Jerry Krause had when he ran the Bulls. Executive vice president. Or president of I would definitely read that book. Um, I want to I, I the Reinsdorf way or the Reinsdorf rules. I like that right. title. It's, it's, it's basically designed to make money for your investors, mm-hmm. to have your team be competitive, to only win one World Series in 31, 32 years where that's an abomination. That's just an abomination when you're the number two market. You really shrunk your market. 
You made some mistakes at the beginning. You had some good years, but not enough. And it, as an owner, from the ballpark that was done wrong to begin with to everything else, he gets a D plus. He gets a D plus from me. I'm sorry. And this is the latest debacle. And I'm very surprised at LaRusa. But LaRusa has become softer. But don't forget, folks, he only won 53% of his games in three World Series. So you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, like I told, like I said in my video, you may think you're good, but three World Series and all the years you've been managing, and you will only won you've lost as many as you've won. Okay, so it's a tough racket, but I think if they replaced them, and who are they going to replace them with? I mean, they were going to hire AJ Hinch. Okay, mm -hmm. that's who Han wanted. He's a debacle, and I predicted that. I go, don't go after a cheater or a fixer. Don't go after a fixer. They went after the fixer. They're like 25, 30 games under 500. Detroit, they're not. They're starting to play some decent ball, but they were supposed to win over and under 78 games. They mm -hmm. fired the GM. Hinch is the same manager he was in Arizona. And Ozzie Dean, they're never bringing him back. I don't think they'll ever bring Ozzie back. So there was nobody else to turn to, in my opinion, at that point, okay, than Tony LaRusso, period. Because we're Girardi. Since Girardi's on marquee again, maybe one day he'll spend time telling us how after he got fired, Philly's been 20 games over 500. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it don't matter about what you did in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay? So Tony LaRusso off of this year, it's 50-50 whether I bring him back or not. I'd have to talk to him at the end of the season. Over on the north side, the Cubs, yeah. every, you know, every once in a while, I see them play well against the Cardinals. Uh, the other day, they won a 2 to nothing game, I believe. But and then they get into these five, six-game losing streaks, and they look pathetic. What do you think is the immediate future of this team? Don't win in two years. Really? I think, yeah. they, can win, I think they can win the division. I think they can make the playoffs in two years. I had Here's my uh, totals. I took under Detroit because of their manager, 78 and a half. That's a winner. I'm going to win that. I took mm -hmm. under Boston because of their manager. <laughs> Last minutes, under. They have a great, great team. And I took the over uh, 90. We'll see if they can do that. They've won nine of their last 11. They're on a roll. Okay. And I took the Cubs over 74 and a half. I think the Cubs, if they win today, it will be their fifth straight series that they won. And they're on a road to get me that 74 when it looked desperate before All-Star break. They oh. won five series if they win today in a row. And playing the Cardinals at two and two with Stroman going today, I think is a very good thing. And here's another thing. If Jerry Reinsdorf, you're going you're gonna to die when you hear this. Eldo's heard things from me before. He should have died a thousand times before. He just cattles through it. That's right. If I'm David Ross, if they fired LaRusa and the Sox hired David Ross, I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. Mm. But I would also look, I think the coaching staff has to be looked at. You know, uh, you got Daryl Boston. You got McEwing. I have no interest in him. There's a lot of guys that are Tony LaRusa lifers that would have to go to interesting yeah well they're playing good ball i still believe that you should be a general manager of one of chicago sports teams we would have won through two super bowls already we would have won we, we wouldn't have won it you can't because you can't do your own thing you know i did my own thing at uh at, at, at the one day it worked out you got to mm -hmm. be able to do your own thing remember it depends who's your boss mm -hmm. how successful you're going to be i mean i look at the bears you know She's the matriarch of the National Football League and one of the worst owners. And one of the worst owners. But they won't say that. They won't say that because of it's Virginia. I respect yeah. Virginia McCaskey, but sorry. You have the worst stadium deal going. You have a team that's considered by far the worst. How much heat does she go under? How much heat do the McCaskies go under? None. That's my point. It's every it's the players. It's Mitch. It's Justin. It's this. It's that. How much heat? Because she's older, she's a woman, she's a matriarch. She inherited the team. Good. But you go by your record. I don't care if you're man, woman, whatever. And as an owner, it's been a debacle. Just like Jerry Reinsdorf. You can't treat one guy 
this way and treat the other person that way. Her, McCaskey and Reinsdorf, they got one apiece, period. And the same with the Cubs. So let's not pretend that she's all that, okay? And so are, and her football people aren't all that as we know. Renewable wants to know your opinion on Bears general manager Ryan Poles. I don't understand the no competition for fields. I think like that's like when uh, the Seattle Seahawks had Matt Flynn. If they had no competition, Russell Wilson would have never been the quarterback. Mm-hmm. If they said, we signed you for $45 million, so you're the quarterback no matter what because we invested. That's how this thing works. And uh, so in my opinion – I think Ryan Poles and Eberflus, Eberflus are the junior Indianapolis Colts. That's what they are. They were junior executives. Polian made the decision to pick them from his organization. So I know he's familiar with them. I don't know what kind of search they went through, but it wasn't much. It wasn't much. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm willing to give them a chance, but you should have competition. If there's competition everywhere else, there should be competition at the number one position, in my opinion. All right. Uh, so, Bears over 6.5 or under? Over. I like it. I like and it. over Steelers. And if anybody says, oh, you don't like Justin Fields, why am I taking the over? He's one of the reasons. But I'm not going to cry about oh, the fact that they got rid of Trubisky. That's over with. That's a mistake that they're going to live have to live with. I, you know, especially if, if Pittsburgh has a good year. And even if they don't, I mean, I think, man, their defense looks good. Their receivers. He's playing with more tail around him than he ever did here, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you. So I like both. I like both overs. I'm hoping the Sox can get it done. The Cubs keep winning. I mean, I'm a Chicago guy. I want them to win. I can't. I do not root against the Bears. That's my number one thing. If anybody thinks I want Justin Fields to get drilled like he did a couple weeks ago by holding on to the ball too long. and But the problem is, if he gets hurt and Trevor Simeon came in, how much of a drop-off will there be? Not much because he's still young and he's playing under a different regime again. So we'll see what happens. They're all, they're all green, but this nonsense that they're the worst offense in football, I'll bet anybody they're not. I don't care if you want to go points, yards, or whatever. Yo, the Jets, Atlanta, Texans, there's a lot of teams that, in my opinion, will be lower than our guys, period. You and I are diehard Chicago fans. We will root for Chicago teams to the day we pass. That's right. But when it, but when it comes to gambling, we will make some exceptions. So I want yes. you to take a look at the odds to win the NFC North, the Packers at minus 182, the Vikings at plus 265, the Lions plus 900, the Bears plus 1,400. I got $100 that I'm going to bet on who's going to win the NFC North. I unfortunately just can't put that $100 on the Bears. Who of the other three teams do you think I should bet on. I take the three teams. I'll bet a hundred on Minnesota, hundred on Detroit, and a hundred on the Bears. And, and if if Green Bay, if Rogers gets hurt, or if uh, you know they're they're skilled, you can't lose Devontae Adams and have be one minus one eighty two. I mean they're crapping on this kid. The guy just could. The guy was great. Okay, all of a sudden, you know he goes somewhere else, and 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 then Aaron Rodgers is complaining about the receivers. Now I know this. Aaron Rodgers complained about the receivers in public. He gets their attention, and he's the guy that makes them better. But I I wouldn't bet. I mean, maybe this is the year that something happens because uh, there's no one man outside of Brady more responsible for Green Bay looking this good than Aaron Rodgers. Maybe this is a bum year, but I would take the other three teams and hope one of them hits. Yeah, I I have to agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, Even right. if you bet 20 apiece on those three teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would bet put a hundred, I'd put a hundred on them. Um and on each and, and you know what? You enjoy the games. You know what I did, like I said earlier. I didn't I haven't made a baseball bet this year because I've been betting every night because of the over and unders. That's what I will come back with uh when we do our next show. Okay. Um, and uh, I will to give you four over and unders uh that make it for you. You don't have if you put a hundred on a team, five hundred, a thousand on a team, you bet 
20 on a team, maybe uh, uh, that's like 80 bucks. You just we, we relax and watch your four teams play every single week if you want. Then we, but then again, we'll have some games like I do now, Eldo. I got some big games today. Ooh, Eldo's hey. going, you have a game? <laughs> I need to make some money. I got a grandchild. <laughs> I know. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to Jackson. Jackson, here I come. Yeah, baby. Who sang that? Johnny Johnny Cash sang it with 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 uh, June Carter Cash, but also, who else sang it? I'm going to Jackson. Jackson, here I come. Remember that song? Yeah, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Look at that. I don't. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I remember Nancy Sinatra. These boots are made for walking, but I don't remember the other person you just mentioned. I just remember the old neighborhood. I bet you at Humboldt Park, those Nancy Sinatra albums are going out like hotcakes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> into the garbage. Yeah. It's like walking into a record shop in Inglewood and asking, is there any Streisand records here? <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Uh, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Uh, I... Boston plus one sixty. Just take. I I, I got to get to the odds here because uh, yeah, I've been doing stuff with my uh, my uh, iPad here, which I've become rather adept at. Uh, because basically, okay, here we go. The Boston Red Sox. Okay, uh, today, and they've been they've been struggling. They got a kid named Cutter Crawford, and they're playing Toronto. Toronto's eight and one mm-hmm. at Fenway this year against uh, Boston. But I'm going to buy the run and a half in the Boston Red Sox at minus 115, okay, with Cutter Crawford, who really sucks, and Kevin Gossman, who's pretty good. But it's baseball. It's baseball. So any given day. I mean, you see what the Cubs are doing now. Nobody expected that, okay? And then uh, I'm also going to take in that game the under nine in the Toronto Blue Jays game. So that is the same game, under nine, and the run and a half for minus 115. Hope it works out. with the. Uh, and I'm taking, by the way, uh, the plus one and a half on 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 this is going to be for Boston. Remember, not Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, those are great picks. I've written them down, and I'm going to call my bookie. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. On my app. <laughs> uh, but before we go, I want to How about to this night- Thursday night football? You know what? Hey, I'm sorry. Thursday night football, I can find it, but who cares? I know. It's I'll look at Twitter, who scores? That's it. Why should I have to look for an NFL game? Seriously. You're out of your mind, and it's not just the older people. There's somebody in their 40s that be looking, what the hell's going on? I keep hearing, I can't find this, you know. Oh, what's wrong? Like, like old people can't find it. There's a lot of people that can't. Greed, greed kills. You want to, you want to kill. Go. I, I could, I could forego Troy Aikman on Thursday night on Amazon Prime. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. you. Yeah, I don't want to be shopping for my uh, uh, boots and uh, and then use that same app to watch a football game. That doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Hey, that's right. I just got a glow-in-the-dark ornament for Christmas, and I'm watching the Bears. Uh, right. Chris Walker, that he needed those winners because the, the middle-aged housewives are getting bored of him, so he needs some. Uh, some yeah, money. you're Clark Abel, Chris. You're a regular Clark Abel, no doubt about it. Errol Flynn, Errol Flynn, DiCaprio. We can go all night long. Denzel, all night long. Chris Watts. Uh, Mike, before we go, show people that T-shirt you, you're wearing because it is really super duper. Look at that. Oh, it's the shirt I got at Nakatomi. Nakatomi Plaza, I have to go into the party. <laughs> Which was funny. Yeah. It's Die Hard. By the way, my brother-in-law, Kenny, says to me, Die Hard 2 is as good as Die Hard. I've never seen any other Die Hard but one. I, I just have that belief that that was one of the best. And But he says Die Hard 2 is as good. Have you seen Die Hard 2? Yes, I have, and I have to agree with him. It is. Really? Yep. I'll watch it. No, I'll watch it. I'm going to give it a look. I, I, I'm getting some. You guys know your movie, so I'll give it a look. That's that's awesome. Okay, cool. I heard right. too. 
that's a good way to stop this show. Mike and I have a meeting coming up, and so we'll know our schedule moving forward, and we'll announce it at North to North and at Barroom Network. And, Mike, let people know about your ESPN schedule. ESPN, Fridays. That's right. I'm winning again. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? I love it. <laughs> you know, when you think of guys that are good in their 70s, which I will be, you think, for me, I think of Jagger, you know. Mm-hmm. I think of... Uh, Tony Bennett, 95, 96. Of course, he's singing now in the shower, and he thinks he's in front of a stadium, from what I understand. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> but I feel bad for him. But what a career he's had. Okay. Yes. Uh, who else, 70s? Uh, well, the, <laughs> you know, who else is out there? Gene Hackman's in his 90s. He's an author. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm, 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 I'm going to hit that mark and just hope that you still you got to have good luck. You got to have some luck. Yes, you, you know, do. And a good wife that cooks decent meals. That's right. If you're eating Taco Bell in your 60s, so long, everybody. <laughs> Luckiest day of your life was when you met me. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, the rest is a blur. Believe me. <laughs> Love right, you, buddy. Man. Love you too, brother. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs>